0: A dog because it's got its tail down like when my cat goes <laughs> in front of zoom it gets like you get Hi. major butt going on Hi. 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 yeah well my are cats you, are fluffy are but really people so still so complain nice. about cat butt oh so...
1: well. all right well i'm like a judo <laughs> <the podcast> <laughs> Get in the music. Here we go. Yes. All right. Get your party gown. Get your pig towel down. Get your heart bean, baby, because it is So Revival on a Sunday. Anyone know what that song was? No. <laughs> Sorry,
0: say it again.
1: <laughs> it's by um, Queen. I've forgotten the name already. Queen. Party, gown. party gown. Get your heart bean, baby. I can't remember what the song is. I don't
0: know. Um, I'm not... Tie Your
1: Mother Down. That's what it's called. Tie Your Mother Down. <laughs>
0: not, not familiar, Joel.
1: It's a great song. I'm sure so it is. So you should... I'm
0: Sure,
2: I've it. heard it because I've heard all Queen stuff, but I don't. Like yeah, I
1: don't clean. think I got any hope from on that one. Sorry, right? No, okay. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan, cut it in. We'll sort that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hi, we're we're here for Saw on a Sunday, and I have Alana joining me. How are Hello. you? I'm good. How are you? And Fee on the other side. How are you? Well, thank you. Now we were trying to think about what we would talk about in the intro, and we couldn't think of anything. So let's wing it and go. Uh, have you been watching the Olympics, Alana? Not. <laughs> oh, have you been watching the Olympics, Fee?
0: No. Oh. <laughs> I did watch some skating. Sadie was watching the skating the other day.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> it's good to be positive and having a good time. Uh, how are you? How is lockdown training you, Alana?
2: Oh, it's all right. Uh, I still get to go out for work at the moment, which is all right, yep. thankfully. But which is what? Sorry. I work at JB Hi-Fi, ah. so retail. We don't have customers, which is really great at the moment. We're all enjoying that, going to work and not having to talk to very many people kind of enjoyable
0: okay yeah cool
1: um fee what about yourself
0: yeah working from home so yep. not quite as enjoyable Me too. yep yeah um and <laughs> we had a new um junior start like about two weeks before lockdown so i'm attempting to look after her and train her on board um, and on board her yes haven't been using that term but yes um remotely which is know not my preference um yeah but um she's got a like she's a she's a real people person so i really feel for her because she came on board to this job thinking she was going to be on reception and doing all this stuff and she's not so um she's still answering the phones for us and that sort of thing so that's great but um yeah it's been um she's yeah she's been positive about it which is nice but we're all looking forward to getting back into it we had another person actually somebody left this week and somebody else started completely remotely so, I've emailed her but haven't met her. So, that will be interesting. She's in one of the, like, she's an engineer, so she's in a different section. And okay. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. So, that's mm. not been great. But I, d- I did get to go out this week. I went and um, I donated plasma this week. So, that was fun. Did you really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. That's still an essential service. So, if you're oh. looking for something to do, hey, you can get out and about.
1: Donate some blood, or plasma. V-
0: they, they said they've been really, really busy. Really? Yeah. Well, that's really good. Yeah, so obviously people are going, what can I do in lockdown? I'm yeah. allowed to how go do we and, get and, out and, and donate. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: Well, that's, as you uh, may have noticed, uh, we have now been given notice that we are locking down for another four weeks, which is frustrating, understandably, but um, something that we've implemented at church this weekend is you may have seen in the newsletter that uh, we're doing a little thing where we basically call it the traffic light system. It's a way of understanding how people are feeling. So if you're not feeling great, is the red and the amber uh red is like the worst and then amber is in between green and green and red yeah. <laughs> so i have got to get the traffic lights right <laughs> um and then green is you're going well so like even if you're in the chat and you want to drop in the color that you're thinking just do the circle emoji that's the way that we're kind of treating it as a staff team and also if anyone you know just if you're in the middle of it in your messenger chats or any kind of other chat you can just say hey i'm just not going that well it's a great way to actually just let people know you're not going well and then people can follow up with you so Check that out. That's uh, definitely in the newsletter, which explains it a lot more. So I will make sure I just stick to knowing what the uh, traffic lights look like, which are <laughs> red, amber, and green. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you calling me up on that. Um, <laughs> one of the first things that we always like to do is always chat to God. And we're going to throw to Alex now, who's going to do that.
3: Father God, we come before you, currently scattered but still one church under you. We pray in thanks for the provisions you've blessed Soul Revival with that do allow us to remain connected at this time. Thank you for the vision, creativity and faithfulness of all involved. As a church amongst churches, we pray also for our brothers and sisters across Sydney who don't have the resources and knowledge to engage in the digital space. We pray for their pastors navigating these challenges and for all of our siblings in Christ that they would feel a deep sense of connection to the church as a whole and most of all to you even if they can't meet as we're accustomed to doing. We pray for our soul revival families when the days are long and the challenges myriad We pray for harmony and like-mindedness, patience and grace. We pray for our singles, also facing days that can be long and frustrating, but alongside this a profound loss of face-to-face connection. We pray for patience and grace here too, and your comfort when loneliness feels overwhelming. We pray for those who lockdown has hit especially hard, those with disabilities, with physical and mental health struggles, those facing financial instability, unemployment, underemployment, those enduring family breakdowns and other vulnerabilities. You invite us to bring before you our needs, our fears and our doubts because you are big enough and strong enough, and good enough, to take it. So in faith we call out to you for help, for the reassurance of your unfolding love, and the promise of better things yet to come. In the powerful name of Jesus we pray. Amen.
1: Well, we're back, guys. (laughs) Alana just hurt her hands trying to do a clap. Oh, Um, no. And we're also joined by someone who won't hurt their hands when he does a clap, and it's Lionel. How are you, Lionel? Good, Joel. How are you?
4: Great.
1: And Alana's here with us as well. Have you met Alana before?
4: No. Hi, Alana. I've heard you are very funny. Oh, Oh. tell us a
1: joke. (laughs) (laughs)
5: Ha (laughs) ha ha ha. Great. great. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, um, Lionel, as you may remember from Saturday We are talking about encouraging other people Now, yep. I did want to ask you again Can you tell me the story? What happened with your YouTube channel?
4: Oh, do you really want to know? I really do Well, my dad wasn't watching it Oh, And it was only my mum and my auntie yep. And then they stopped oh. So <laughs> I wasn't feeling very encouraged So I stopped
1: Oh, you just stopped.
4: No more. No more. All gone.
1: Mm. Oh, really? So, yeah. did you delete the channel or are you just not uploading?
4: No more upload. Oh, really? So, if you like, subscribe, nothing.
1: <laughs> what if they don't like, subscribe? Will you do something?
4: Uh, I'm currently thinking about what to do.
1: Okay. And what's the, what are some of the ideas you've been brainstorming?
4: Well, Ross said I would be good. He would like my lego masters with lionel
1: oh Ooh, that'd be yes. cool. so maybe yeah,
4: yeah. i will do that
1: okay you're gonna do more lego yes oh wow nice. and then, have you been practicing your lego we spoke about last week you need to keep practicing have you been practicing yes instructions What's- are good ah uh, yes just like we said though, following god's instructions is really important following instructions in lego is really really helpful too very helpful now what did you build can you tell me what you built Well, I might have to keep it a secret. Really? For the channel? Yeah, big reveal! Oh, oh, big thumbnail, big uh, clickbait uh, thumbnail for that. I don't have any thumbnails. Oh, I meant on the YouTube, but anyway, I can see you don't have any thumbnails here.
4: I don't even have any fingerprints.
1: Do you have any fingernails? Because you just said thumbnails. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Doesn't look like it. it. It's very interesting. Uh, have you ever met someone like Lionel before? I
2: Lionel? I certainly have not. He's uh he's an interesting character. Yes, I like interesting characters.
1: Oh, oh I like you too. Now, what colour would you say Lionel is?
2: I'm gonna get I don't know green or I mean I'm gonna say orange. Oh, but I I've been told that my colours are a little bit off. Sometimes. Wait, is that
1: how you're feeling, or is that what you think he looks like? Cause remember. Oh, like, oh.
2: oh uh, no, nah, that's what I think he looks like.
1: Okay. Are you agree? How are you feeling though? Give us your color. Probably a green. A green. That's yeah. awesome to hear. That's yeah. Excellent. Now, um, I think you wanted to chat to Lionel about being encouraging because you got something out of the Hebrews passage that, yes. you, that we have this week. Yes. Now, Lionel, have you heard about Hebrews three before?
4: Yes, I've heard about coffee. <laughs> <laughs> coffee. Yeah, Hebrews.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> You really do belong in a church because there's plenty of people who've been making that joke for years. Oh. I heard it on yeah. the line. On the line. Yep. Mm. Oh, man. Lionel's Coffee Channel. Well,
4: from my friend Greg Crawshaw. Mm-hmm. Hi, Greg. He loves me.
1: <laughs> he told me that joke. Did he? Yep.
2: That doesn't surprise me from Greg Crawshaw one bit, actually. Oh, really?
1: He's very funny. Old no. well, GC, he knows what he's talking about. Yep. He also likes coffee a lot, doesn't he?
4: Uh, I, let's, let's not make assumptions. Okay, okay.
1: Uh, but Hebrews, back to Hebrews. Not coffee. The actual Hebrews letter in the Bible, and that's what I was oh. going to talk to us about. Gotcha. Okay. What have you got for us, Alani?
2: So we're looking at verse thirteen, um, in chapter three. Yes, in chapter okay. three. Yes. Thank you. Yes. You're chapter three, verse thirteen. Yes. Um, which says, "You must encourage one another each day, and you must keep on while there is still a time that can be called today. If you don't." then sin may fool some of you and make you stubborn.
1: Hmm, What do you think, Lionel? Anything about coffee in there? Doesn't sound like it, unless Um. coffee encourages people. Oh, it could. What do you reckon, Lionel? Would that encourage people sometimes?
2: I mean, some people potentially. It might help some people get up in the day, Mm. get going, but I don't think necessarily everyone would find coffee encouraging.
4: I, I don't like coffee.
1: No, but yeah. your mum does, doesn't she?
4: Yes, loves coffee so and that's, silence.
1: <laughs> so that's, that's one way you could encourage people. Can you think of any other ways you could encourage people? So if you, if you know that someone likes coffee like your mum, yep. then you can encourage them by getting them a coffee and helping them out. Yep. What other ways could we encourage people? Sing them a song. Oh, is that an, just an excuse to, to sing us your latest song?
4: No, um, maybe.
1: All right, you can tell us, but then you need to come up with other ways to encourage No,
4: people. I'll see you later.
1: All right, or we'll, we'll check you. the YouTube channel, Right? Yep, right. like, right. subscribe. <laughs> you said not to like, subscribe. To Joel's. Oh, I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> to this one. This one. Yeah, this a one. Just, one. That's a good Sorry one. Revival Church. So Revival Church. That's right. Okay. That's us. Okay, that is us. <laughs> that is That's us what we're on. We're here. Yeah, we're here, right here. Why do we have to like and subscribe if we're here? Because other people need to like and subscribe, so they can hear us from here. All right, other people, like, subscribe. Yes. You heard it here first, guys. Like, subscribe. Hit that bell. Make sure you get the notifications. Um, Now, other ways we can encourage people, Lionel. Uh, We could write a letter. Really? Yes. Can you write a letter with your hand over there? No, I'm (laughs) right-handed. Well, that's, and again, as we said, there's different ways to encourage different people, right? So yep. people that can encourage people by writing a letter, they could do that.
4: I could ask my mum to write it for me.
1: Oh, very yeah, true. that's a good idea. That's a really Kids, good idea. Kids, you
4: could do that too. You could ask mum or dad to write it for you. I mm. like that.
1: I like that idea. To any of your friends that obviously you're not seeing them at school or anything, or preschool, so you could write yeah. them a letter. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to encourage people with by encouraging them? Hmm. Alana?
2: Oh, I don't know well I do oh um I think maybe just like if you can't maybe send them a letter maybe a phone call or something might be nice because yeah. it might be good to actually talk to someone as well um maybe talk to your mates I know that's something that always encourages me mm. yeah
1: FaceTime. Well, we know yeah. you can make phone calls. You've made lots of phone calls over this, this period. so yeah. we, yep. And we appreciate that about you, Lionel.
4: I asked my mum to do it.
1: Do you? Uh, yeah. Geez, your mum must be around you 24-7 if she's doing all those things for you. She
4: loves me lots.
1: Because <laughs> you get her coffee?
4: And I sing. Um, uh, yes. <laughs> coffee.
1: <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Not singing. Well, it sounds like a bit of a regime where you live. Very busy. But you're also very encouraging. I try. You try. That's right. Well, um, we said we could hear from our friends and chat with them, but we're also going to hear from God right now, and Mm. we're going to hear the Bible read. Mm.
4: Yay!
6: Our Bible reading is from Hebrews chapter 3, verses 1 to 19. Therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our Apostle and High Priest. He was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was faithful to all God's house. Jesus has been found worthy of greater honour than Moses, just as the builder of a house has greater honour than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything, Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house, bearing witness to what would be spoken by God in the future. But Christ is faithful as the Son over God's house, and we are his house, if indeed we hold firmly to our confidence and the hope in which we glory. So, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion, during the time of testing in the wilderness, where your ancestors tested and tried me. Though for 40 years they saw what I did. That is why I was angry with that generation. I said, their hearts are always going astray, and they have not known my ways. So I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. As has just been said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Who were they who heard and rebelled? Were they not all those Moses led out of Egypt? And with whom was he angry with for forty years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies perished in the wilderness? And to whom did God swear that they would never enter his rest, if not to those who disobeyed? So we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief.
1: And we are back on the panel, and I have Joy. Hello. Very nice to see you. Did you see Lionel before he passed through? You yep. happen to see him?
4: We high-fived on the way up. Oh, did we you? You know
1: COVID <laughs> safe, hell by way. Oh, very excellent. <laughs> excellent. And Fee has rejoined us. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank excellent. you. Excellent. Uh, Joy, you're going to be bringing us the word from Hebrews 3 today, mm-hmm. but do you want to give us a little preview of what you've got coming for us? Uh,
4: yeah, yeah. We've got um, uh, a, a shift of gears. We talk, uh, The author was talking about angels just before uh this in chapter two and now he moves on to moses who is kind of a big deal for the people that he's writing to so the hebrews the israelites the jews back then moses was kind of like the guy to look up to big hero yeah 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 he's that kind of guy so we'll be looking at uh, at him and and what is better than moses
1: do you um the concept of role models or heroes is quite interesting because obviously i think you're probably going to counteract that with what <laughs> jesus is even better yep um is there someone that you look up to as you're getting older or you have a role model that you can really uh attest to saying oh, that person made a difference in my life
4: yeah i think there's been a, a lot of people in that uh category uh, i've been very blessed to have some really strong male role models throughout uh, my christian journey in particular um and uh there's uh, there, there's been there's been a few uh, there's um, sort of more recently I you know I could say Stu i say Stu every other time but <laughs> I, I won't today um, but he would probably be the big one um, the, a, a faithful uh, retired uh, minister down in Nowra who um, who is now with the Lord but uh, I got to do ministry with him for a little bit uh, a very faithful man for a very long time and taught me a lot about what it is to uh, to love and care for people yeah.
1: so yeah Cool. Fida, so did you, you have any role models growing up?
0: Mm. Looking back when I was younger, because um, my family were not at church when I was a kid, so sort of looking up to yeah, some of the like older people at church or some of my youth leaders um, who I sort of saw were a little bit older, and particularly like there was one girl in particular who, like, she was a bit older but she looked out for me, so that was, that was really nice and I sort of saw her. It was Anyway... She's she's actually not walking with the Lord anymore, so that's a bit of a, a sad one. Um, but there was still a lot that you know, that she did to encourage me in my faith when I was younger.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I mean, like when people talk about role models, I just think of the sports people I... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <products of>. like <laughs> um, uh, Very early for me was motor racing drivers, so like Atten Center and um, not many people will know them. Maybe Peter Anderson will know who they are. It's um, like Yuha Kanken and Didier Oriel. They were two guys that I really oh, like... Mm. Yes, yeah, I, <laughs> I went. I went in kindergarten. Okay, I can't even
0: tell those names apart. What were the two?
1: So Juha Kankanen, he was a Finnish driver. Yeah. And um, so in, he finished. Yeah. So there's a... Well, so Juha
0: Kankanen. That, that name's Finnish, there. Juha Kankanen. Yeah. And that's the next his name. name so <laughs>
1: Juhar is his first name. Kankanen is his last name. And in Finland, rally driving is a massive sport. So that he's Finnish. And then the other driver, he was his teammate at the time, was in, a French guy by the name of Didier Oriel. Yeah,
0: they're very cool names.
1: Yeah, they are very cool names, but I thought so too. But when I um I actually met them in 1991, and um I got their signatures on a postcard, and then I when I went to school, when I I'm showing my age here, but I, my kindergarten first year of kindergarten was 1992, and I uh, there was a um it was a show and tell, and I brought that in. Oh, I'm Like yeah. look at this guys, so I've got the the signatures of Juha and Didier Drogba, and their co-drivers, and they're like. that's nice like they just had no idea what i was talking about i was uh, i remember like going oh i was really defeated by it (laughs) because no one else knew who they were i'm like this five-year-old kid like you are can't guys and they're like like, he's a four-time world champion and they're like no one cares so (laughs) um,
4: my dad's a better driver
1: (laughs) 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 i hope not um heroes but joy (laughs) i've just told you some of mine yeah Where are you making the link there for us with um, heroes and Jesus being the better hero?
4: Yeah, well, that's a good segue. So um, I'll take this off. (laughs) Uh, How about we pray and uh, we'll jump into Hebrews chapter 3. So let me do that. Uh, Dear God, we thank you for uh, this opportunity together now. Father, we ask that uh, that you would just help us to fix our eyes on your word and on your son and that you would encourage us and that you would give us wisdom as we think on uh, these words before us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, uh, we've just been talking about heroes and people we look up to. Uh, one of those people for the, the Jews in, uh, in the first century was Moses. He was the big one. And we're going to talk about him in a moment because in this chapter, we're going to look at three things. We're going to ask, what's the point of chapter 3? Why is it the point And what does that then mean to us? It's just really simple. I'm a simple guy. I'm just going to go with simple things uh, with us today. Uh, and the, the, the point here really is, the, well, the key point, that I think the writer wants to get to us, is in verse 1 of chapter 3. So if you got your Bible, have a look, uh, where it says, Therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as the apostle and high priest or as our apostle and high priest. So the, the key point there is to the fix our thoughts on Jesus. And we have this word, like Jesus gets I don't know, Jesus gets referred to as the high priest, which is following on from what has been said in end of chapter 2 and will be expanded on later on in Hebrews, but also this idea of apostle. And I think we don't hear Jesus spoken of as an apostle. And I think what the writer's trying to get to the point of is to say that he's got a message to bring and he brings it. A bit like the apostles that Jesus set up, uh, same sort of idea, that there's a message to bring, and he he brings it. But really the key point is not those two titles, but the fixing our thoughts on Jesus. And the reason why the writer wants us to fix our thoughts on Jesus is because you fix your thoughts on things that are important. Uh, At this time in lockdown, we are finding that different things are important actually getting out of the house and going for a walk all of a sudden is really important. I go tell you where I live near the national park, a lot of people are out walking through the national park more so than ever. So if lockdown has done anything, it's got people actually walking through the national park, which is amazing. Uh, because we, we're actually thinking, oh, I need to get out for my mental health, my spiritual health. I need to walk. I need to get outside. And that's a great thing. But we also can get fixated on the negatives and that can sort of consume our thinking as well. And so it's really important here that we see that this key message, the key point of Hebrews 3, three is to really is to fix our thoughts on Jesus. Now, why is that? Because we're told in the following verse, in verse 2, that he was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was faithful in all God's house. So the reason why we're to fix our, our, our thoughts on Jesus is because he is faithful is a illustration is a picture a demonstration or example of faithfulness for us to follow We talked about uh, people we looked up to and the things they taught us and how they uh, shaped us the idea is that we fix our thoughts on jesus as he shapes us changes us to be faithful like him through his spirit and through his people which we'll get to but there's also the mention of moses now at this point. The writer is going to talk about how how good Moses is, and it's good to have people we look up to that we consider heroes or uh, I don't know, I guess role models, those sorts of things. And the writer is not going to say that that's bad, but he's actually going to say that Moses is good, but Jesus is better, and he'll explain that in uh, in, in a couple of different ways. And the reason why it's important for the people who are reading Hebrews in the beginning. Uh, First off, and for us now, is that understanding Old Testament history, we know that the Jews were expecting someone to come and be a new Moses. Deuteronomy eighteen tells us that, that there was this expectation that the Messiah would be a new and better Moses, and so the writer wants to show us that this Jesus is that person, that better Moses, better than Moses. And he does it, as I said, by telling us or by giving us these illustrations that help paint the picture, by uh, comparing and contrasting Moses and Jesus, and first up he does it by starting off with this analogy of a house. Now, when a house is built, they look great, and we love to I love watching grand designs uh, it 's one of my favorite things my wife and I we, Christine, we love to watch grand designs we love watching the build the process the over-expectation, the under-budgeting <laughs> and the dramas. Like it happens, like you know the recipe's there. As soon as the person says, oh, we're going to do it for this much in this amount of time and you see the host just go, yeah, right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it, you know, not going to talk about grand designs, but, th- but we like that idea yeah, and watching the build and the process and then the, watching the reveal at the end, this wonderful, beautiful house. Now, no one ever goes, oh, what a beautiful house that built itself that like no one ever praises the house for building itself. There's always praise for the builder. And that's what we find here in the, the uh, contrast between Jesus and Moses, is Moses is faithful in the house, but Jesus, we're told, is greater, is of greater honour than Moses because what we we're told is just as a builder of a house is greater of greater honour than the house itself. So with these two things, Moses is almost referred to as the house and Jesus as the builder. Now, Moses alone isn't the house, it's the people of God is the idea here. And Jesus is, is above that because he's the one who created and built the world, the universe. And so there's these two distinctions at play here. And then he goes further using the same uh, imagery when he uh, says in verses 4 and 5, where we're told, in verse 5, sorry, Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house, bearing witness to what would be spoken by God in the future. So here's Moses. He's a servant, a faithful servant of God in God's house. There's two important things there, servant and in God's house, because the contrast is seen in verse 6 when the writer talks about Jesus. It starts with this, but Christ is faithful as the Son over God's house. So there's two things going on there. First of all, we have Moses as the servant who is obedient and faithful. And the servant is almost uh, faithful and obedient out of obligation because that's who they are. They are a servant. But we find that Jesus is not a servant, he's the Son. And the Son's faithfulness is very different from that of a servant. Because a son is tied by the faithfulness and obedience of being a member of a family. There is this closeness, there is this unique relationship that a servant doesn't have with the father that a son does. And so we have these two uh, different relationships at play here between Moses, which is a good relationship, but the better one is the son in Jesus. But not only that, Moses, we are told, uh, was a servant in God's house. But we find that Jesus is actually a son over God's house. See, Moses, even though he is, uh, is leading God's people, he is still part of that house. He's inside that house. He's inside the, the people of God, where Jesus is over the people of God. He is over the whole world, the whole universe. He's not confined to that one building. And so we see that Jesus takes on this extra layer, this extra level, and really the writer is really showing us just how great Jesus is, how much better Jesus is than Moses. And so he wants, the writer wants us to fix our thoughts on this better than Moses Jesus, to keep our, our thoughts, our minds, our eyes fixed on him, and to encourage us to keep doing that. The writer then changes tack. He's kind of talked positively about Moses and about Jesus. He switches to a negative example, which is similar to what Paul does in 1 Corinthians. Because the writer will say that we are to hold fast to the uh, the confidence and the hope that we have that's in Jesus. And how are we to do that and why is that important? Well, he'll go on and tell us in verses 7 through to 19, where we get this... Uh, I guess this outlining, or it's a really it's a, it's a commentary of Psalm ninety-five that talks about what happened in the wilderness uh, when God's people were led out by out of Egypt by Moses and wandered the desert. It's so a little bit of a, a summary Psalm ninety-five of what happened there, and this is kind of a small commentary in Hebrews three of that because we see it actually uh, verses seven through to eleven uh, quoted from there, and then it comes up again in verses fifteen in verse 15. And what we have there is very similar to what Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 10, uh, from uh, verse 1 through to 11. And it really is highlighted by verse 11, where Paul says this, as he itemizes the, he's just kind of itemized the various sins that the people of God did in the desert. He says this, These things happened to them as an example and were written down as warnings for us, on whom the fulfillment of the age has, ages has come. So, the reason why the writer of Hebrews and Paul puts these things in here, this warning, is not to uh, scare us, to freak us out, and to think that we're going to lose everything and the world's going to end, but they are there so that we will avoid the mistakes of those who have gone before us. So, the idea is that we learn from the mistakes of others. That we avoid those sins that they did, and we look back and we say, "Well, okay, they're the areas that we need to be mindful of, and we need to keep an eye out for." In fact, you could sum up the the sins of Israel in the in the desert as them not fixing their thoughts on God, but on themselves. And so the the uh, the encouragement here is to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, to not grumble, and to Fix our thoughts on ourselves, which is an easy thing to do, especially in lockdown, because you know we're in this for another four weeks at least, and it's very easy to turn inward and and think, well, this this is not good for me, and we can focus on ourselves. I'm not saying it's bad, not bad. Like it's, I'm not saying that it's bad to think about ourselves and to care for ourselves; that's a good thing. But when we get to the point where we are grumbling and complaining, that's where we we stop looking for the good around us and we start looking for the negative in us and around us and that's how we stop because our, what our, our thoughts end up get fixated on those things and not fixated on jesus and so the the way that uh that this chapter of hebrews chapter three actually encourages us to do what this key point is which is to fix our our thoughts on jesus because he is better than moses it gives us a what to do or how we are to do it. Because this, this chapter gives us uh, this, this idea, this thought, or I think is 100% true, is that our walk with God is not a solo mission. God actually calls us to be church, to be a body, to be a people, to be a house. He calls us to a community project, as you will. To actually work on our walk with God with each other, we can we can get so caught up even even when we're not in lockdown, we can get caught up with just living sort of our lives under the radar. I know a lot of Christians like to just fly under the radar. We just come into church and we go out of church, and there's no big deal. Uh, we you know we we have conversations that are about the weather, about our favorite food, maybe coffee, maybe that's what Lionel can talk about. Um, uh, you know, we talk about our racing cars or, you know, we talk about sports or those sorts of things or movies or music or our cat photos that Fee was showing us before <laughs> um, or, you know, just little random funny family things that are happening. Uh, we just it's all surface level things, just things that just really don't go deep where we just expose just that little, that top layer of ourselves but nothing more. And what we say, we kind of pass that off as fellowship. Oh yeah, I had a fellowship. I, we had a great conversation about how the weatherman keeps getting the weather wrong all the time. You know, that's a, that's a real deep conversation that we just had. It's not really, it's not really, and we say that this, this, yeah, that's that's our fellowship. We, we're connecting, and uh, I, um, I used this. It's probably really bad, but I could, couldn't think of a better way of describing this uh, last night in our Saturday gathering. But we kind of just go. We're actually becoming uh, casual contacts with each other in our churches instead of close contacts. See, casual contacts just need to monitor for symptoms and get tested if they show any. But, casual, uh, but close contacts, they're affected. And so for us, uh, when we go to church, we can live as casual contacts. We can just float through and just, oh, yeah, it doesn't really impact me. But at close contact, there is impact, impact on us and on others. And when we we go to church thinking that we can just be casual contacts, uh, I want to uh, introduce a a new word. Well, it's not a new word. It's a word I heard from Paul Tripp, uh, who's a great Bible teacher. And uh, he talks about this sort of level of relationship as uh, the same sort of relationship that you would have with someone down the pub, down at your local pub. And he uses the word pubship. Not fellowship, but pubship. Because at the pub, you just go to, you just very low-level relationship. You don't get into deep meaningfuls. You don't pour out your life and say, I'm struggling with this. Uh, maybe the bartender might get a bit of that after a <laughs> while. Maybe, I don't know. But, uh, but it's, it's very surface-level stuff. But what we're called to here in Hebrews, and as Christians, we are called to something much deeper. We heard it in the, the, uh, from Alana as she read from the, uh, the kids' Bible from Hebrews 3.13. I don't want to read 12 and 13 again for us because this, this is what we are to do with this point of fixing our, eyes on, our thoughts on Jesus. Let me read it, verses 12 and 13. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness." See, that is the, the outworking of fixing our thoughts on Jesus. You might say, well, well, well I don't quite get that. Well, what we need, what we, the way that we f- keep our, our thoughts fixed on Jesus is by encouraging each other to do so. We're actually uh, getting alongside each other, and I know that's really hard right now, and so we need to be really creative in the ways that we might do that, but getting alongside each other and encouraging each other, each other to keep holding firm to the confidence and the hope that we have in Jesus, to not let go of it. Because what what ends up happening is the more we, the less time we spend with people, the more we focus on ourselves and the, the less we actually see ourselves clearly. So uh, an example might be uh, with my glasses. If I leave my glasses on all day, they start getting dirty. And I can see out of them, but there's a, I can even see now, as I mentioned this, I can see little specks and dust and, and whatnot. And when I clean them, I go, oh, wow, I realise that today I've just been walking around with this kind of filter over my, over my vision because there was this dust and dirt. And now I can see clearly. But until I do that, or until someone points it out, I just keep going. And sin can be like that. It can start to form this filter over our eyes that we actually don't realise that we can't see as clearly as we thought. We can't see ourselves as clearly as we thought. And when we are in community with each other, we actually, and when I mean community, I mean like going beyond pubship, but actually getting into that nitty-gritty and, and, and opening ourselves to those around us to, uh, to encourage us and to know what we are struggling with. So when, we, when they point out, hey, your glasses are looking a little, little foggy, you need to clean them, we actually go, oh, right. Thank you. Oh, yes, I can see clearly now. And sin actually is the thing that, that actually dirties our, our vision. It stops us from seeing clearly the things and the areas in our lives that, that are starting to cause us, from, uh, cause us to stop fixing our thoughts on Jesus and also, as we see in verse 7, to stop hearing the voice of Jesus. And so we, we need each other. It is this community project of of getting alongside each other and helping each other see clearly ourselves and the sin in our lives so that we can get rid of it. And more importantly, so we can realise that am am I actually holding firm to the confidence and the hope that I have in Jesus or am I holding firm to a lie of sin in my life? Because sometimes when we can't see clearly, we can confuse the two. And you might think, oh, that's, really, that's, that's silly. Of course you can tell the difference. Do you know what? Sin does a really good job of blurring our vision. I know I take my glasses off. I can see things. But at a distance, I can't tell people's faces. I can't tell who's who. And that's what sin does to us. It causes us to, to lose a clear focus on what we are to hold on to and what we are to let go of. And so being around each other, committing to each other in fellowship, in real, close relationship with one another, we open ourselves up to be able to help each other, to encourage each other, to say, hey, look, you need to let go of that. You need to hold on to this and to do that with each other. There, I use this, uh, I I'm going to use this one, actually. I didn't use this one last night. <laughs> if you want to hear what the one I was going to use, you got to go back and have a look at Saturday night. But uh, there's this uh, wonderful story of um, Harry Houdini. And uh, I, I love hearing little, little things about him. He's, he's quite a wonderful, interesting character, and in the things that he did. But uh, in uh, in March in uh, 1904, he was uh, asked to try to escape out of the out of six handcuffs that were purpose-built and newly designed to be almost un- meaning that he couldn't get out of them. Right, so there was like these. Amazing things, and so he took on Houdini. said, Yep, I'll take the challenge on, let's do this. And so he's in London in the I think it's called the Hippodome, it sounds like where hippos are, but anyway, I don't know what it was, but something like that. And everyone popped in to see him get out of these new handcuffs. Now, there was this box in front, or uh, that Houdini got in, and uh, with great applause, he ducked down into the box and started working away for about 25 minutes on these uh, handcuffs. And then he popped up out of the box and everyone roared with approval and going, yeah, Houdini, that kind of stuff. And then they all went quiet because they realised that the handcuffs were still on. And at this point, Houdini smiled and then asked for more light, It was a bit dark in the box, and then popped back down in the box for another 15 minutes. And then once again, he popped up and appeared, and everyone, you know, the crowd went amazing. Like like, oh, he's done it. And then he said, oh, I just need to flex my knees. I'm kind of, my knees are a little bit sore. I just <laughs> need to stretch them, and then went back down. And he went back down for another 25 minutes. And then he popped back up, and he took his pocket knife in his hands and then slashed his jacket that he had on to ribbons and pulled it off, uh, saying that he was feeling hot. And so he jumped back down in the box. And the crowd was cheering him on. Now, he stayed in the box for another 10 minutes and then he emerged with the handcuffs in hand free. And the crowd went ballistic. Now, afterwards, a reporter asked him, he said, Mr. Houdini, why did you keep popping up out of the box when you weren't free yet? And this is his reply. This is really cool. He says, I needed to hear the encouragement of the crowd. (laughs) Now, we go through difficulties in life. Of great complexities struggles that we wrestle with sometimes in secret but when we meet with people when we gather together to encourage one another that is us popping our head up out of that box to cheer each other and spur each other on the writer of the hebrews here is saying we are not to go through the difficulties of life this walk with god alone we are there to cheer each other on to open our lives to one another to support one another and to encourage one another to hold firm to that confidence and that hope until that day when we stand before Jesus in glory. I hope that you uh, are encouraged at the moment. I know this is a difficult time but can I encourage you to call people. Don't wait for people to call you if you need encouragement. We've talked this weekend about this green, orange and red light system, uh, colour system. If you are struggling and you don't, want to, you don't want to say it in a text. When you are texting someone, just put a, a red circle at the end of the text so that they know that they need to pray for you or call you or do something. Even if it's orange, which means you're kind of getting close to freaking out. And even if it's green, just to, just to let them know that you are going well and they can be encouraged. But let's reach out to each other. Let's encourage each other to fix our thoughts on Jesus even when we can't meet physically. Let me pray. Dear gracious God, Father, we thank you that you have called us not to do life here on earth alone, but you have chosen your people to be around us, your church, other Christians, your children, to to walk and journey with us, to work with the Holy Spirit, to show us those areas in our lives where we have grabbed hold of the wrong thing. Father, we pray that you would help us, that you would help us in our lives to fix our thoughts on you, to hold firm to the confidence and the hope that we have, but also to turn and to encourage others to do likewise. Father, we pray that you would help us to think of new and creative ways to do that while we can't do that physically. But, Father, we pray, too, that you would also be preparing us for when we do get to meet face-to-face to be able to do that as well. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Sometimes I struggle to get that off. Thank you, Joy. Appreciate you bringing us the word today. Um, you're a Grand Designs fan. Yeah. What's the, have you ever had a favourite favourite one that you like always think about?
4: Um, I don't know. It's hard to. I I like the. Oh, I should take this off. Um, I do like the the ones where they take old buildings and give them new lease of life. So sometimes it's, um, you know, they just gut it and put new interiors. Sometimes it's half the outside and half the inside. I do like those ones. Um, I do like some of the bizarre ones as well. I do remember one. uh, I think it was a New Zealand one where they built what looked like a castle on the outside, and it was this. It was very bizarre.
1: But yeah, it's like modern on the inside.
4: No, it's actually they still went to try like, yeah, they still try to go with a the medieval theme inside too. It was quite bizarre, um, yeah. they're very, they're very interesting.
1: A dueling family, were they?
4: Yeah, I just think they were into that sort of medieval
1: <laughs> thing. I yeah, don't. right. Um, the uh, I f- always find it quite interesting in the um, in grand designs is that as soon as they have a very big project and they they start working on it and then they go, oh, it's running over budget, so. I'm going to cut the project manager to save costs and I'm going to run the project. I'm like, that's probably the reason why you're blowing out the budget, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, do you, have you ever watched Grand Designs before? Yeah, really? not
0: um, not heaps recently, but I have in the past. Um, she was watching one. Um, my mum told me about, like, we've, we've got a little bit of work to do in the garden around our place and my mum's been watching a similar sort of type of show called Dream Gardens. I don't oh, know yeah, if you're yeah. familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and she, though, yeah. she told me about it and I watched a couple of episodes this week and, and it was very similar like the, the question they didn't really ask them what their budget was early on in the episodes i saw but when they were doing the wrap-up they sort of said you know what's what's your budget and how did you go with it and everybody was you know i went over so i don't know if that's the case in all the episodes because there's a couple of seasons i just picked the ones that i thought looked like a project that you know might have some plants that i might like and those <laughs> sorts of things but um yeah they definitely did do that there is, <laughs> how's,
4: how's their budget compared to yours
0: Oh, we don't even have a budget. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, in fact, um, yeah. Unlimited. <laughs> no, no, I mean, like, actually, we haven't done a budget. It's not that we don't have. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> not that sort of unlimited. <laughs> not that sort of budget. Um, yeah, we, um, Saidi's actually um, being a little bit creative and we got some quotes to get something done the other side of our house and he's going to try and do it himself, so. Ah. We'll oh, very grand design. Watch this yeah, space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no project <laughs> manager, not even any tradie. He's being the He's it. the, he's person. the boss. Yeah. Um, anyway, so well
1: the, <laughs> the reason that we brought up you brought up grand designs so because you were talking about um, Jesus being not just better but also a builder. Yep. and I thought it was interesting how you were also talking about in terms of in verses five and six how, how God's house there's an interesting distinction. He talks about God's house being God's people, but also that Moses is in the house, mm. but Jesus is over the house. Can you expand a little bit on that about being it's the house is God's people, but then Moses was in the house, but then Jesus is ruling over the house. Yeah,
4: um, I think uh, it, it just I guess it demonstrates how much better Jesus is that he's not confined to uh, an earthly issue, <sighs> but a but a uh, an overall right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, an overall um, over all the universe that. that it really, it, it, it harks back to the, the, um, the fact that Jesus is there and part of create, creating from the, the, the world from the beginning, yeah. And so that he's, he's, he's over all things. Um, and there's a comforting thing to that because Moses could only do so much because he's in the house and he's a servant where Jesus can do everything because he's over the house. And in fact, he's created the house. And so it there just highlights and emphasises that greatness of Jesus.
1: Yeah, I think that's really cool. I mean, I we we talk about it a lot that it's easy to forget
4: mm. that
1: um, we actually talked about this on Saturday about the holistic plan that God has for humanity and where we fit into it. Um, and it's hard for us to think, in our space and time, you were talking about we fixate on ourselves, mm. but if we fixate on Jesus and knowing, well, this is actually where we fit in God's plan, he is in control of that, mm. um, I find that... Um, you talked about having the confidence and hope that we have in Jesus. And I think that's where we probably need to be fixating more. The other thing I thought about with the fixating thing was it's easy for us to fixate on how difficult this situation is at the moment. They've been put in with lockdowns and making sure you don't see people and all that kind of thing. Um, And it's very true that it's tough, but I I find it an interesting way to flip that a little bit and say, even though we're in a difficult situation, we're capable of fixing our eyes on Mm. Jesus and eyes and our ears and our hearts um, the, we all like to talk about tips and tricks <laughs> tips and <laughs> tricks, just ideas about how we can do that um, do you want to speak to that a little bit like how is it difficult for you to not, I'll throw that a hypothesis, is that a lot of us have are focused, fixated on uh, case numbers and we're, foc- we're focused on oh, who can we go and see oh, I can't go and see anyone, who can we do this with, I can't do this, I can't do that how can we change that around and go? Let's fixate on Jesus instead.
0: I think that one one starting point, which is a little bit of a tangent to I think where, where we're going, but we can we can get it, um, is that um, it's good to hear what other people are going through and, and what's what's happening. So, um, like you know, it's 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 always been the case I think um, for Christians that connecting with people who are struggling with something that perhaps we're not struggling with or have gone through a difficulty that we haven't gone through um, um, actually gives us the opportunity to, to be servants and to you know to do the work of encouraging each mm. other, but it also helps us to, to be grateful for what we've got. <laughs> um, and I think, um, yeah, just this week I heard about someone who, like something sad has happened to them during lockdown and it's different and it's sadder because of lockdown um and it's just been on my mind a little bit this week and as a few other people have done that bit of a whinge thing that Jai was talking about and like look, I've done it too but one of the things I have found this week as if people have said that I've been able to sort of think a little bit differently I suppose so I suppose when when that conversation come up because it can be a personal thing like mm. I'm feeling crap I'm feeling bad but it can also be something that we do with one another. And rather than encouraging one another, we bring each other into that thing. So somebody says, oh, how crap is lockdown? And you go, oh, yeah, how crap is lockdown? Mm. And, oh, I wish I could do this. Oh, yeah, I wish I could do this. You know what I mean? And we we cycle with each other. And it's, it's weird because it's actually we're doing that because we're connecting and we're trying to encourage each other. But part of that is bringing each other down in a funny way. So with that attempt to actually have a bit of human connection, the human connection becomes something that... You know, we are connecting, but in doing so we're, you know, we're, we're spiralling down to, like, what's bad, what's bad, what's mm. bad, what's bad, mm. and I think that's been the case for humans well before lockdown, but, but I think in lockdown that's sort of, you know, it's not the weather we're talking about, it's COVID we're talking about, yeah. and the weather, you know, who cares, like you said, yeah. but COVID, it, people care, yeah. and we feel bad about it. So I suppose one thing that I would like to try and do more is when those conversations come up, you know, not... Because you, you don't want to be belittling people's sadness, but like bring a little bit of joy into it. Mm. So I was talking to a work colleague this week about how um, she's she's homeschooling and trying to work. So you know, I'm not doing that, both those things. She's having a part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So she's um, and she was sharing that, and that's that's been a good way of me, you know, saying, "Oh, okay." But then I was able to share a couple of other things as well in that conversation. So I was encouraging her, saying, "Yep, you know, how are you going with that?" But at the same time, oh, you know, like, let, let's, we're thinking about this or we're thinking about that or, you know, the lockdown's going on but we've, we've got jobs, you know, that's a bit trite. But, you know, that sort of thing, trying mm-hmm. to just throw in something a little bit positive. Um, and sometimes that can turn the tide of the conversation a little bit, I think. And, in fact, yeah, in that conversation, like, one of the conversations I had with her was over emails and she responded back saying, oh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff we can be grateful for. And I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. I feel like she was sort of spiralling into the focus on, negatives, and just popping something positive in, you know. It was an email, so, you know, where was her head going? I don't know, but it felt like that sort of perhaps helped her to get a bit more positive.
1: Yeah, I think that's Maybe? cool. I mean, yeah. that, I think that also um, plays into the, the analogy that you were saying, Joy, about let's not be casual contacts, but close contacts. Mm, I love that. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of Thelitis. like... <laughs> <and> yeah. <laughs> but it's also like, um, why are we afraid of only of going further than skin deep? or surface level um what stops us going deeper and and how do we stop having pubship rather than (laughs) fellowship um exactly to your point fee as Joy said spending time with people makes us better and then i think also spending it in jesus presence helps us to be better in those conversations Mm. and in fellowship um do you guys have any creative ideas that we can hopefully uh Use in order to make sure that we are still being more than just pub shit with our friends even though we can't we can't be physically present Hmm. either of you got ideas because i mean we can say oh you go for a walk that's true like everyone can go for a walk but i think it's also putting it into action Like let's Hmm. you know if there's i know if you're working from home take four lunch breaks off and take your lunch break and go and go for a walk with someone or, mm. uh, I don't know, have you got any cool. other ideas? I've been
0: doing that with my mum.
1: Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah I which did is, it recently with someone.
0: Which yeah. has been really lovely, yeah. Mm. So we've been going for walks at lunch.
1: Yep. And actually, it's actually really good. I really like, I went for a bushwalk. It's yep. great. Um, do you have any other, anything else you want to add there, Joy?
4: Um, I think, uh, um, I think we, we all know people in our church that we should speak to. Uh, Or give core, or might be struggling during this time, and I think there. I think I, you know, I'm guilty of this. We're all guilty of this, is that we think that it's too hard, and I don't want to do that. I've got my own things to worry about. Um, I think actually thinking about people in our church and how we can love them uh, is a good starting point. I think going on, you know, lunchtime walks. Fantastic! After after uh, work, if that you know, been even just actually picking up the phone and calling someone or FaceTime. We've got technology that means we can actually see faces. Um, I've said a few times. I wrote an article in the newsletter last week about actually physically writing a letter. Uh, that there's something still something really nice about that. Someone's actually taken the care to do that. Um, and uh, the poor cousin who's probably watching uh, uh, had this great idea of. He sent me a text and said, hey, look, do you want to uh, jump online and play a computer game together? Um, You know, just little, like all these little things that we can do, and I will do it because I know I haven't done it yet, but I will, um, uh, that we can do to just encourage each other, just to, you know, be in contact with each other.
1: Yeah, I think that's cool. That's a good idea to get get some video games going between adults rather than like like to complain about kids that's all they do but maybe we can do that for a little <laughs> bit as well right.
4: They're not bad yeah
1: <laughs> what's your game what's your cho- game of choice
4: oh i just uh there was a sale there was a sale on playstation games i bought uh horizon dawn oh i don't so know it's, that it's one. a story based it's a futuristic machine animal type things have taken oh, that over sounds
1: a r- that sounds right up your alley <laughs> it's, 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 it's it's that whole dystopia
4: type yeah no, i like a bit of apocalyptic dystopia. thing oh, like. all right yeah
1: yeah. Okay, well...
0: Not necessarily in a video game format, probably more in a book format, but, you know... <laughs> well, it's, it's a storyline-based thing,
1: so it's kind yeah, of... Yeah, game. yeah,
0: no, no, definitely. If I was... Well, my gosh, many years ago, this is... You're talking about showing age. There was a video game called Mist.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was... Yeah. That was
0: in my, like, you know, dabbling with... Video. I had a few friends that were into that sort of stuff, and, yeah, I played Mist for a while. Mm. Never managed to crack it. Mm-hmm probably not good to think about i don't remember that oh
4: it was like an online dungeons and dragons type no
0: -hmm. it wasn't dungeons and dragons no you were by yourself you were like you were going around and and you had to discover things in this world that you had to investigate it was one of the early ones well that i knew of that had like beautiful graphics like if you looked at it now it'd look so squeaky and weird and strange but but at the time it was just out there and but you got you basically came in and you got no guidance whatsoever. So I think most people, like, played the game by going online and chatting with people and, you know, doing that sort of, you know, or probably, probably even before the days of going online and chatting. I going to say, was there... It, was, it was probably, like, like <laughs> looking up stuff, yeah. you know, like so you were still able to go online, but, you know, looking up, yep. like, chat rooms and things like that rather than, you know, live sort of stuff, um, which I never did. So I, I played around with it for a while, but I never really got to the end from memory.
4: That's all. Well, I right. we just d- descended into... A game um, review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Well, check
1: out and check out the, the other channel, guys. We're doing the game <laughs> reviews after this, so uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like and subscribe, as Lionel likes to tell you. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we uh, thank you, Jai, for bringing us the, right. the sermon, thank you. and um, FIFA. Thank you for your thoughts as well. We're going to wrap it up with the outro soon, so we'll be back very soon. Oh! back everyone and uh, i am rejoined on the panel by alana how is your experience with lionel have you recovered
2: oh uh, look i, I said i said it before i'll say it again he's an interesting character i like interesting
1: characters it's very so true.
2: it's uh it's enjoyable
1: that's yeah, great and yeah. uh Fee, you're rejoining us you seem, you seem to have added a piece of clothing there
0: yeah look I'm, i was actually hoping to be matching today but Joel, you've let me down. <laughs> well,
1: Brandon, Brandon gave me a hard enough time of wearing denim jackets too often, so <laughs> I, I thought I had to try it. And it's actually a little bit warmer in the factory than it has been in the last few few weeks, so I've managed to get through with just one uh, outerwear <laughs> on. Um, but thank you for wearing it. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> oh, next, next time you're on, if you're on, we'll see if we'll have you back. Um, we'll, get the, we'll get the denim jacket on. Um, just before we wrap up, guys, anything that you would like to say to everyone at home, to encourage them in the time of like, oh, I've got another four weeks of lockdown. Let's. How do we change that around and stay positive and keep our eyes fixated on Jesus as Jai has encouraged us to do? Have you got Who anything? You you just
5: I'm, <laughs>
2: I'm thinking. <'cause laughs> you put me on the spot.
0: <laughs> Hang on,
1: you think. Anything you've got Fee? You? Oh,
2: I can start.
0: Yep. Um, yeah, so things to encourage people. Um, we can do lots of things like that we couldn't have done if this happened 10 or 15 years ago
1: like the internet like, helps us.
0: yeah yeah so all the options with technology even though they can be frustrating and yes like you know the zoom chats or whatever they, it gets old um, but imagine if we didn't have it mm. so that's a good thing to remember I think um, and I think like yeah. think of
1: ways that we can f- uh, freshen that up so we, yeah. we changed how we were doing church mm. so how, do, how else can you freshen up where it's in your Bible studies and community groups? Or just catching up with people and all that kind of stuff. You agree? Or you don't agree?
0: No, no, no. I think we should. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just keep. I'm just. Keep I'm, sorry, I'm vibing on what you're saying. That's yeah, all. yeah. No, no. Sorry, I thought you were. Yeah, you anyway. know. Um. Yeah, I think one of the one of the ways we can keep sort of doing things outside of the box is when something gets suggested that's a bit of a change. Um, not doing perhaps what some people are program to do which is like oh it's different i don't like it um but just be willing to give something a try yeah that's cool you may like it you may not but you know just give it a go the first time so you know when zoom first came up people were like what is this thing you know and yeah some people are like oh new technology always and whether it's technology or something else but you know listen to each other because like Jai was saying it's about encouraging one another and if somebody says hey let's give this a go rather than shutting it down before you give it a try Mm -hmm. give it a try because everybody's got lots of different things to offer yeah. You know, in this time, whether they're young, old, or in the middle, so yeah, so good to listen to each other.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, that's the yeah. shockers all there in action. Check it out the is. podcast, guys. Um, <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, like and subscribe for that too. <laughs> nice you just have talk. to. You just have to like and subscribe on Soul Revival Church. You'll get them all. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Alana, have you had enough time to think?
2: Yeah, <laughs> um, I was just kind of thinking that um, one thing that I just thought of was that we're not alone. Like, when we're not alone in this. Like, yes, we might be. There might be some of us who are physically on our own which isn't like and that's really unfortunate um but yeah the technology that we've got means that we can still actually talk to each other and I've actually kind of noticed um this time around in this lockdown I think people really are making a lot more use of what's around them whether it be a lot more texts or phone calls trying to check up on people Um, I've noticed I've been doing that more and a lot of people have been doing that with other people a lot more and doing things like going for the walks and that sort of thing. Um, so like while, while we can't meet together, like Fee and Joel have said, like there's still ways that we can be together, which is really, really cool. Um, and also we've still got Jesus with us all the time as well. Um, which is, yeah, for me that, that can be a really, really big like one of the biggest comforts that there is when I'm feeling the most alone at the moment, which I think is really important to remember.
1: Yeah, cool. Thanks for sharing that, Alana. Cool. Um, Can everybody? I throw one in there, Joel? Yeah, just, go ahead. Just
0: also like praying for each other. Like we haven't said that at all. But, you know, but, but yeah, if you if you pray for someone, you're connecting with them. And, and I know um, there's been a few people that I've known over the years who've made it a practice of when they pray for someone, just shooting them a quick text when they pray for them and it doesn't have to say I've prayed for you but it might say that it might just be you know you're thinking of the person mm. and, you, and you've prayed for them and I've um yeah I think that's really really encouraging so something that we could give a try
1: yeah that's cool well um for everyone at home thank you very much for listening and tuning in watching you're probably watching us as well um, we are all across the podcasting game we're also um <laughs> all across youtube right now so make sure you tune in to that I think we've been some really cool encouraging things today about how yes we've got another four weeks of lockdown to look forward to um, but let's maintain um, contact with one another any way we can Uh, we've spoken about the traffic light system Uh, i think that's a really cool way for just to get a little in if you if you do need help you don't have to go on about all the things that you're struggling with straight up that's hard to do but when you are able to just put a little circle indicating how you're feeling it gives a, a a chance for someone to follow up and chat with you about it um so let me encourage you and all the staff encourage you to implement that system check it out on the newsletter and you can get a real good idea of that and then of course keep tuning in we really appreciate it and as we always like to finish guys you know what's coming they don't hang on one way